Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today we've got seven games. I think this is the first time that we've had a seven-game slate, seven games in general since the bubble has started. Might be the only time that we get it with only, I think, around uh, not even a week left until the playoffs are going to be starting. Then the teams get cut down. Then it's just really difficult to have a seven-game slate when there's only going to be like eight games going to be going on in like a two or three-day span. But welcome back. We're going to be breaking it down as we usually do. Injury dashboard, target offering sheet, and early interest. If you would be so kind, whether you've seen a ton of my videos before or this is the first time seeing the video, hit that like button for me, helps the video out, reach a little bit more people. It doesn't do it in a major way, but it does indeed help. And then the big old subscribe button is a big one. As I record this, we're like eight or seven subscribers away right now from having 24,000, our Kobe era, if you will. So I do appreciate you if you hit the subscribe button. I do appreciate meeting you if this is our first time. Hopefully you enjoy this video. I think you will. Like I said, as we always do, we're going to be breaking it down, just going down through the injury dashboard. We'll start there. Decent sized slate. And instead of the last two slates where they've been five games, and we'll go to the target offense sheet. We have about half of the Vegas totals. So we can look into some of those things. I could check right now if we have any more. And the early interests are going to be finishing it out where I have about 20 or 25 early interests on a seven game slate. I'll have a player pool closer to 55-ish, somewhere around there. So obviously I'm not gonna have all of my interests. My final interest will be on Patreon with my projections, my value rating. So my top plays overall, and then also my interest all over there updated up and throughout locks. So you can check that out if you are indeed interested over on Patreon. That is linked down below. I do those every single day. But I hope you're having a fantastic end to your weekend and weekend just in general on Sunday here. Close it out with all day basketball starting at 1230, just a little bit after noon on the East Coast. In the morning, if you're on the West Coast, that has to be fantastic starting at nine. Obviously, you have the end of the PGA Championship, the first major with a very nice leaderboard, some big names up there. Brooks trying to get it for the third straight year. Dustin Johnson leading it. So a lot of things to be watching today. Hopefully you enjoy all of the sports that are on and you just take in the moment of having all these sports back in some big events, especially all day basketball. So with that said, let's start it off with the injury and status dashboard that is always going to be brought to you by this month and also today, Superdraft. And Superdraft, if you've not yet played over there, again, yesterday, somebody else sent me a thing that they won second place in the Superdraft big NBA contest, $1,000, whatever the prize pool was actually for second place, but it's nice. Superdraft, $10 free upon deposit if you use the promo code SAL, that is S-A-L, just my name. You type that in, you get 10 free dollar rooskies, also a little bit of a deposit bonus as well. So check it out because it's a multiplier format. I have projections on Patreon. So if you're staying informed by watching these videos, you're going to do very well in Superdraft. But there's just a lot of people who are not over there using projections, which if you are a patron right now, you might as well be taking advantage of it. If you're a patron, you're not over there on Superdraft. You have projections and these contests are not filling. They're filling like 70 or 80% for a lot of the different sports. NBA is one that sometimes fills, if anything, depending on the start time, but sometimes it's only like 80 or 70% fill still. And if you have projections, now you get a leg up of having 30% of the money added into the field because those people didn't enter into the contest. And you have projections where maybe like at most 20 or 30% of the field is using projections, depending on how big the field is. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Get in over on Superdraft, proud sponsor of the injury and status dashboard. Promo code SAL, SAL gets you those 10 free dollars. So starting it off in Orlando, Aaron Gordon, Michael Carter Williams missed the last game. They're both questionable today. You saw Gary Clark play 25 minutes with no Gordon out there. Then you saw the rest of those minutes kind of get all factored around. You saw Ken Birch get 18, Wes Wando get 18, and this was all over the place for the most part. But Gary Clark, not the greatest fantasy point per minute producer against Boston today. I'm probably not that interested if they're out. Aaron Gordon's in. He's only $6,700 now. I would look at it depending on if he had no minutes limit, but nothing really appealing, at least from those two guys for the most part. Michael Carter-Williams, you got 28 minutes out of Augustine. I think that looks fine. You got 26 minutes out of Ross. I'm projecting him for 27 today. I'm projecting Augustine for 28. And Fultz got 22 minutes against his former team, the Sixers, the last time out. I'm projecting him for around 20 minutes today. So if anything, Augustine and Ross look like okay options on this slate. Nothing terrible. They look decent. But nothing that stands out as like eye-whopping value, especially with a lot of the value we're going to have on this slate. And notably for the next player that's going to be out is going to produce some of it. Russell Westbrook is out for Houston, their only player out. Harden averages over 1.85 fantasy points per minute, but no Westbrook. So he's obviously going to look fantastic at just, I say just 11,300 because he should probably be 12,500 in these cases. What is going to be a good matchup against 
Sacramento. Ben McLemore started the last game when that happened, so he only got about 30 minutes, but he did get in some foul trouble. So he was actually going to play probably 32 plus minutes. So I haven't projected today for 33 minutes, assuming he starts again. We'll keep an eye on that news. We'll update it if it changes. The projections are going to be up shortly on Patreon. House, Daniel House, and Austin Rivers also see a little bit of a bump. Ben Simmons got surgery. I'm assuming it's orthoscopic knee surgery, and it's not going to be anything major, but I have to look into it more. I just got the notification. But Tobias Harris, he's expensive, but he sees a big bump. Joel Embiid obviously sees a big bump. 1.65 fantasy points per minute with no Simmons. Shake Milton, Al Horford rejoined the lineup starting a power forward. Milton at the point guard position since Simmons has been starting a power forward in the bubble. And then Alec Burks actually saw a good amount of minutes and a good amount of run. He looks like a decent option if you project him for 25 minutes. When I say decent option, just very meh value, right? Like a 5x type of a guy, but we're looking for those 5.5x guys at this point on these types of slates. Informers is going to be out yet again. So you're going to get Derek White, who just played 32 minutes. You're going to get Murray. And, and Patty Mills will also get a benefit if he plays for the second time. Pop just healthy scratched him and, and rested him, he said. So we'll see what happens there. If you're watching on YouTube, I just factor it now by team just to make it a little bit easier as we go through all of these. But now going over to Brooklyn, very similar to what happened when they actually beat the Bucks. They're probably going to be sitting Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and Joe Harris. The exact same thing they did last time. They're all doubtful today. LeVert with rest, Allen with an ankle, and Joe Harris with a groin, aka they're just all doubtful with rest as they've now clinched the playoffs. And you get Kevin Durant with this million dollar signing bonus. In the last game, the minutes were kind of all over the place. A lot of guys were just playing 20 to 30 minutes. Nobody popped off for like a 35 minute game. You saw Garrett Temple play 30 minutes. You saw Jeremiah Martin, who in like 50 minutes of play in the bubble with none of these guys in the court is averaging like one and a half fantasy points per minute, like a 30 plus percent usage rate. He's somebody to look at if he gets into the starting lineup. If he doesn't, he's probably going to sit around 20 minutes unless there's foul trouble or like Chris Gioza is just very much sucking out there. But I actually think Jeremiah Martin's at least worth a look. He'll be on an early interest. He'll be in a player pool, at least just in some of these bigger GBPs because look, these guys, these rotations are going to be all over the place. There is no Jamal Crawford who did play six minutes last game before getting hurt. If indeed Jeremiah Martin goes out there and plays 24, 25 minutes, at his price went if he's going to stay as efficient maybe not as efficient a one and a half guy but about a point fantasy point per minute guy he's going to stand out at very low ownership but guys like tlc obviously popped off in the last game musa got a lot of run around 20 minutes or so at the flatman he's there yet again and if you're looking at fill-in for jared allen no traditional center i mean like hall is going to be a center out there we'll see if he gets minutes uh, kurus is going to be the guy who probably gets the most run at 30 minutes but he's been very bad in the bubble like a 0.7 guy at best lately uh, so keep an eye on all that stuff all these guys i have this projected for a 10 man rotation i feel pretty good about the rotation that i have projected but again all their minutes are probably going to vary from 20 to 30 you could feel decent about tlc and probably temple and probably kurus getting closer to the 30 but then everything else even chioza yeah i think he gets 30 i haven't projected there but he can just easily get 22 and then martin gets 28 right depending on how they're playing depending on foul trouble whatever it might be uh, with this team they're going up against the clippers Kawhi just rested i'm not really sure if Kawhi is going to be giving it his all he might even rest again against this team you saw Giannis and middleton do that in the second half of the last game either way it will be a difficult matchup for them defensively now and it was against milwaukee but they were able to overcome that so lots of value on Brooklyn. It's all over the place. Obviously, you're going to own some if you're playing more than one lineup. Even if you're playing one lineup, you probably should. Going down a little bit more for the Clippers side, Pat Beverly missed the front end of the back-to-back. I just have him as questionable. No official tag. You'll see Reggie Jackson get a bump. You'll see Landry Shamit get a bump. You should see Lou William get a bump, but I have a little asterisk by him on the YouTube video because of the fact that he's still in this minutes limit. Only played 18 minutes in the last game. He's been limited to 20 minutes. For OKC, no Steven Adams and DraftKings just messed up. You have Neurons Noel in the $3,000 range still. $3,900. I haven't projected for 28 minutes. He has not been good in the bubble, like literally like 0.75 and only like 40 or uh, only 80 minutes to play, I believe. But he's a fantasy point per minute producer historically. And now you're getting him in a solid matchup against Washington at $3,900. Whereas if he stays out of foul trouble, 28 minutes, 26 is probably the minimum, the flat, like the floor for him. 28 is probably the medium. And then 30 plus is definitely in the range of outcomes. It's not even a ceiling, but very likely maybe a 30%, 35% of the time he sees 30 plus minutes if he stays out of foul trouble. So go get yourself some Nerlings Noel. That's uh, that's going to be a no brainer today. But if then you keep going down, you have for Portland, Hassan Whiteside missed the front end of the back-to-back. It allowed a guy in 
Nathan Collins to get 25 minutes and get some backup center minutes. And really, he didn't even get a lot of backup center minutes, it seems. Wendell Gabriel actually played 11 minutes in this game behind Nurkic, who played about uh, 32 minutes himself. So in the other five minutes, went to Collins to the center position. So if Whiteside's out again, well, then you're just going to get Gabriel probably for 12 minutes. If he's in, well, then no Gabriel in your rotations if you're projecting minutes today. And then for Sacramento, no Rashawn Holmes. So this is going to help Alex Len and Harry Giles. And then Kent, Kent Bazemore is going to be questionable. Daquan Jeffries. Barnes and Heald would get a bump probably to Quan Jeffries the most in my opinion just based on how he normally doesn't play as much like in the teens low teens you might even see the 20s like he did last game where he saw about 25 minutes I will call out on Rashawn Holmes once he left the game in the second quarter with his injury his hip injury Alex Lynn did check in for him but then he only played the four second half minutes as Sacramento opted to play small ball against a smaller Brooklyn Nets team now they go against the team that just is like known to play small ball in the NBA with Houston it is a sticky situation for Alex Lynn I want to project him for like 24 minutes but then I eased it back to like 20 to 22 range it's still looks decent at his price tag right now in the 3k range and we'll talk about it on the early interest but it is scary because just as easily as he could play i'd say 22 to 24 minutes he could play 14 15 minutes and they just go small ball the whole times with the elites at the five and then work out the rest of their rotation from there and get um just a couple of minutes of harry giles 12 minutes there 12 minutes of a guy like alex len there and then you get like 24 minutes of center of bielitsa against houston who they're going to be putting at the center in like a robert covington or really a pj tucker so i don't know how much i trust in alex len we'll have to just see what the starting rotation looks like but he could easily get run off the court in my opinion so let's move now quickly into the target offense sheet where we'll just really talk about pace if you're new here we talk about the pace here the Vegas totals when they're out some of them are out most of them are out right now which is actually a blessing we don't usually have them and some of the defense versus position feel free to screenshot this it's also attached on the excel doc that goes out every single day and updated for the projections the injuries are also added onto that one over on patreon link down below if you are indeed interested but just looking at it right now I mean the highest team total is going to be New Orleans a 120.75 three-point favorites over San Antonio today this is going to be a really nice game to target Zion I assume is back after resting on Friday maybe he gets up to he played 22 minutes in that game maybe get him up to 24 that's where I'm projecting him today but even that doesn't look good like right now Lonzo and Brandon Ingram look like eh, if they have a decent game they look like eh, value but with everybody healthy like JJ Redick Derek Favors probably stand out as the best options point per dollar wise for me so even though they have a huge total here it's just they're all priced either where they should be or overpriced Drew Holiday in the 9k range with everybody healthy not great Zion on a limit on a minute limit right you have Brandon Ingram appropriately priced in my opinion even though the game environment looks really good and it's a 105.97 pace projection about 106 possessions per team is what that means in my model yeah it, it looks good good, but it's hard. They're all appropriately priced. On the San Antonio side, I'm going to like some guys. I'm going to continue to like DeJounte Murray. I think DeMar DeRozan is fine to get to. Jacopoto finally stayed out of foul trouble and played 30 plus minutes. I have him projected at just 28 minutes and he looks like an okay option in a decent matchup on the opposite side of this one against New Orleans. So there's definitely pieces of this game, but normally when you see these high totals and, and high pace spots and the highest pace spot on the slate, so potentially going to be the highest total at 238 and a half game total, you want to get a lot of it. And I'm in 150 lineup builds. I'm going to get a decent amount of it, but nobody stands out as like, this is the guy that you want to get a ton of today. I think Murray, Yacopoto stand out. But then outside of that, it's just kind of picking off the, the top four studs if you add Lonzo into that from the New Orleans side and then just a couple of value pieces. Second fastest pace spot on the slate is actually going to be Memphis and Toronto, which you might not be uh, familiar with seeing Toronto there. But yes, they are playing above average pace this season by about a possession per game. But what you're seeing right now is a 105.77, so about 105 and a half or so possessions per team in this game. You're getting Toronto as seven point favorites over Memphis. Memphis is just appropriately priced. I don't really want any of them. $7,200 Jonas Valanciunas looks decent. If 
if he stays out of foul trouble, he didn't in the last game, but if he does, you're going to get very similar to a guy like Jacopoto, 28 to 30 plus minutes on the Toronto side of it. They're all appropriately priced as well. So I'm not getting a lot here with Serge Ibaka due back. You're probably going to see the center minute split between him and Gasol still. You have a very struggling Pascal Siakam. Hopefully he turns on for the playoffs because he's looking bad, but then appropriately priced Fred Van Vliet, maybe a little bit overpriced. Uh, Kyle Lowry, although you could argue it's appropriately priced. So not a lot of value there. Toronto's not a team I'm looking at this game in general outside of Jonas Valanciunas is not a game that I'm looking at all that much. If starting lineups change, well then yes, you can get there if you would like to. Other than that though, the paces look about average or around the average. We're going to have some interesting games with Brooklyn and the Clippers because of all the guys that are doubtful for Brooklyn, all the starters, right? It's like the Milwaukee game that we were talking about. That's the last game on the slate at 9 p.m. They're not going to have a total for a little while, I would assume. Houston and Sacramento is probably a game you're going to be wanting to target. A 104 and a half overall pace projection, so possessions per team. Five point favorites for Houston, but we do not yet have that overall team total. But we do not yet have any of the Vegas information outside of the spread on this one in the line. So yeah, Houston, obviously you want to get James Harden. And we're going to talk about this in the early interest, but everybody's going to be getting bumps up depending on who starts. If it's McLemore again, I like that. Covington's at a fair price point of 6,400. On the Sacramento side, Bogdan Bogdanovich has been playing 32 plus minutes consistently and producing over a fantasy point per minute. We have to see what happens at the center position today. I think De'Aaron Fox is appropriately priced, but in this matchup, you could argue underpriced at the upper 7K range. So that's some of the stuff we could look at. Again, if you really want to break down into it, if you're listening on the podcast, it is a visual. So if you want to come over to the YouTube channel, just take a screenshot. There's a defense versus position chart. There's the Vegas odds. When you're over here, hit the like button, hit the big old subscribe button that's popping up right now. And I will call out that also Super Jeff does sponsor this target offense sheet for today. So be sure to also check them out, support them over there. $10 free when you use the promo code SAL, that is S-A-L on their platform. Let's them know that he came from me. And now we get into the early interest and there's a lot on here. I actually put like 24 more than I usually do. And this is going to be sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. And what Monkey Knife Fight is doing is, is fantastic. So I built the draft guide. If you're not familiar with fantasy football, if you play fantasy football, I assume a lot of you in my demographic, if not all of you do, I built a draft guide that is going to be 150 plus player profiles, little definitions, little examples, everything you need to know kind of in a snapshot of those players. Rankings that are constantly updated, tiers, top 150s, all these types of things, right? Key stats, a lot of stuff that's going to be on this draft guide. It's already out. It's been out and it's constantly updated, trying to improve it. A lot of people are in there, only positive feedback so far. And that's a $30 value. But Monkey Knife Fight has been nice enough to come over and say, we'll sponsor your draft guide. If your users just use your promo code Sal NFL, my name, SAL in the league, NFL, what you're going to be getting there is just five free dollars. You don't even have to put a dollar into the site. You get five free bucks. So you can click the link down below or just use Sal NFL over on Monkey Knife Fight, five free bucks. But if they deposit the minimum of $10, they're going to get that five free dollars, a free ticket, an extra ticket for a future contest over there, whichever one you choose. And then also your draft guide. So at that point, you're getting like a $50 value for $10. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be linked down below. Monkey Knife Fight, they're the sponsors of the early interest today. I have this sorted by team right now, and I have it sorted by team. So you're going to see a lot of the Brooklyn guys. Look, I listed like four Brooklyn Brooklyn guys up top, but honestly, you can list their entire rotation of the 10 players. Like, I'm not even kidding. Hall, you can put on here if you really wanted to. Tyler Johnson and Temple seem like appropriately too overpriced, if anything. I'm not saying too overpriced, like, or overpriced is what I was meant to say there. So at that point, I don't really want them. But again, if you wanted to make an argument, you could. All the guys are out of here. It's a usage, a take it or leave it, right? Anybody can do whatever they want at this point. I have Musa at the flat of 3000. We talked about Jeremiah Martin to an extent at $3,600. Look, you're seeing a 30.6% usage rate in 46 minutes with all these guys off the court. It is the smallest of samples. Going from small samples is not the greatest idea, but we don't really have much to go off of with these guys at this point. Uh, TLC obviously played very well in the last game. He played 31 minutes last time. All these guys rested. He's seeing 1.39 fantasy points per minute because that's in, in like 50 minutes with these guys off the court. But a lot of that is because he had one really good game. Uh, Kuru's at $4,000. He's been struggling in the bubble. I uh, have him at 30 minutes of a projection. I'm telling you right now, every single Brooklyn guy, if you want to put Chris Gios on this list, it's fine. You just want to get a lot of them. There's none of them right now that stand out as like, that's the guy you definitely need to own. I think that TLC is too cheap at 3,900, but I could say that for every single Brooklyn guy. Musa is going to play 20 to 22 minutes on average. And that's that's $3,000. That's decent, right? Kuros is going to play 
going to play 28 to 32 minutes on average at $4,000 playing some center against a really bad team in the Clippers at center, their worst spot. Yeah, it's a pretty decent spot. So obviously you can make a case for all of them being on their price. So get whichever ones you want. It's really hard to parse between them because they're honestly all just garbage players, but they're all going to be playing a lot of minutes today. For Boston, appropriately priced for most of them outside of Kemba, who is going to be on a 30 to 32 minute limit now. And like normally his minutes limit, I guess, or his average minutes are like 32 to 34. So he's pretty much back up to full speed, but he's only $6,100 today. So I do like this. Orlando is not the same type of matchup they are inside as they are on the outside where the wings and the guards are. So I think Kemba's pretty nice here at $6,100. Look, even if you get just the bottom end of his minutes projected in a close game of 30 minutes, he's averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute in the bubble. So that's fine right there. You're already hitting value if he's just average. You're hitting above value if he's just average. But what happens if he gets his 32 minutes and he plays a little bit above his 1.1 fantasy point per minute production, which he normally does during the season? Well, then, yeah, obviously you're getting a huge performance. So you have very good value, stable value with a nice floor that has a lot of upside in Kemba. You don't normally get that, a cash type of a play that just has a huge ceiling at this price point. For Houston with no Russell Westbrook, I want Harden, 1.86 fantasy points per minute, and I have him at 38 minute projection today with no Russ, no Capella, and no Gordon this year. That's the fantasy point per minute that he's actually producing. And Macklemore, if he starts, he only played 30 minutes last time because he got in foul trouble. I'm projecting him today for 32. He looks pretty decent at $3,800. And Jeff Green at 4,000. I'm not going to go crazy here because there's a lot of Brooklyn, quote unquote, value. There's a lot of value just in his own team and Ben Macklemore and potentially even Daniel House and other value on other spots in this slate, like Nerlens Noel at $3,900, which is just a ridiculous price point. I will call out that he did play 27 minutes in the last game. I have him at 25 minutes today. He's averaging 1.16 fantasy points per minute and a decent sample of over 150 minutes with no Capella, no Eric Gordon, and no Russell Westbrook this year. So he's being very productive. Again, he doesn't like scream off the page as a guy that I definitely want to own because of all the other value on the slate right now, but it's a sneaky spot for a guy who's probably going to be unowned. Nerlens Noel, not much to say at $3,900. I'm projecting him for a situation for 28 minutes. And I think that's like close to his median, if not lower. And if he stays out of foul trouble, he's historically over a fantasy point per minute producer in a good matchup against Washington. Yeah, you probably just play 100% Nerlens Noel today unless something else happens. That's weird. In my opinion, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Now there's a lot of other value, but none of this other value comes close, in my opinion, to being a center that's averaging over a fantasy point per minute in the best possible matchup. Yes, the Brooklyn guys are $3,600 and $3,000 and $3,900 TLC is the same price, but he's not a center. He's a wing who needs to get hot from from shooting and from three-point range and just get a really good effective field goal rate. And that's what he did the last time out against Milwaukee, but I'm not going to bank on that happening again against another good defense. Going down a little bit more, you have all these Orlando guys, depending on injury news. I like DJ Augustine. If indeed you don't see any Michael Carter Williams, if you don't see any Aaron Gordon, I like Terrence Ross a little bit more. Same things can be said for Evan Fournier, whose minutes are now stabilizing at 32 plus where they normally are. And he's actually bumping up his fantasy point per minute production to becoming now a 0.85 guy in the bubble where he's been struggling in the 0.7s about a week ago or so. He's, he, you can see now he's actually improving and getting closer to his overall average for the past year. Nikola Vucevic playing 33 plus minutes uh, consistently at this point. I have him at 33 today. He's a 1.33 fantasy point per minute producer in this bubble, just $8,200. As long as Vuce is under $8,500, I'm going to be interested. He just averages and he goes out there and gets you 40 points a night. He's literally averaging this year 43 fantasy points a night. And that's just what he does like every single night. He'll pop off some nights for 50, 50 plus points. And then like his worst performances are like 38 or 39 points. So he's pretty much priced at his floor most of the time at $8,200. You get your 40 points, you feel fine. 41, whatever the exact number is, you feel fine, but he's priced below his median in my opinion. So looks decent. Going to Philly now, a lot of them are appropriately priced. So I just don't want to pay for the price points. Like Josh Richardson looks decent if he's going to play 33 or 34 minutes, but he's just really struggling right now. Like a 0.3 fantasy point per minute producer in this bubble is not good with Ben Simmons off the court, but I go to Embiid. 
Good matchup against Portland, 10,600. Yes, I obviously want James Harden on this slate. So if you can get the James Harden in Embiid, it might not be an optimal build, but it'll definitely be a unique build, I'd assume. But a 1.65 producer with no Simmons on the court, a guy who's getting a 40% usage rate in the bubble, 40% as a center, 39.5. You know he can rebound. You know he can pick up assists. Joel Embiid looks very, very good today, in my opinion. San Antonio, we go. I'm just kind of interested in some of the value outside of DeJounte Murray, which even he's not expensive, $6,000. He's about a fantasy point per minute producer in the bubble at 0.96. I haven't rejected for 32 minutes today. You're getting an insane defensive rebounding rate of 22%, one of the best rebounding guards in the league, and a 17.5% assist percentage. DeJounte Murray, if he can just stay active and stay efficient from a scoring perspective, is always a threat there to honestly drop a triple-double based on the uh, usage that he has in the rebounding and assist department. Jakob Podol and Lonnie Walker look like okay value. They look better on other slates, but they're just not as cheap as some of the other value on the slate, like Cough, Cough, New Orleans Noel, all the other guys we talked about from Houston and Brooklyn and Orlando to an extent. So I'm looking at this and I'm seeing Jakob Podol at 5,400. Good matchup against New Orleans, right? 1.8x multiplier and super draft looks decent. But finally, no foul trouble in the last game. You get 30 plus minutes. I have a guy in Podol at 28 minutes today. And it does look decent, but he's 5,400. He's $1,500 more than Neurons Noel. And I have Neurons Noel projected for similar fantasy points. So I'm obviously going to go there 100 out of 100 times, in my opinion. Maybe not 100 out of 100 every single time, but close to it at these price gap differences, at least from an optimizer standpoint. That's probably what's going to happen. Lonnie Walker at $4,300, played 30 minutes last time, but he's just really struggling in the bubble. Finally, get a positive matchup. So maybe that gets him going a little bit decent overall super draft points of 1.95x multiplier if he's going to get a lot of minutes, but nothing crazy there. Alex Len, I have him in orange because caution. If you're watching on the YouTube video, caution. If you're listening on the podcast, I have him in orange compared to everybody else because he's $3,400. He's going to be probably starting at center if indeed they do start a center. They played small ball last time out, right? They put Bielita in a lot. They didn't really use Harry Giles in the second half. They only used four minutes of Alex Len. It wasn't an extreme blowout. Their starters played up until the last couple of seconds of the game. Alex Len only saw 12 first half minutes and four second half minutes. And you had Rashawn Holmes getting hurt midway through the second. So the entire second half, they really weren't running a center out there. They had a center on the court, a traditional center and Harry Giles or Alex Land for like 10 minutes of the second half, 10 out of the 24 minutes. They were putting a lot of B elites out there. They were just running small lineups. So if that's the case, now you go up against a team that is just running the most small lineups out there right now at PJ Tucker at the five, I can definitely see them not even starting Alex Len. If you get B elites starting at the five, I'd be much more interested in going to him. Alex Len is a risk today. And I think a lot of people are going to own him or maybe he, maybe he gets hyped up in a lot of videos and podcasts. I could be completely misreading this, but if he's going to be out there and picking up a decent amount of ownership, it's an easy fade. If he's going to be unowned, then sure, get whatever percentage of him that you want. But I feel a lot more confident going to other spots on the slate. Again, cough, cough, Nerlings Noel and Alex Lamb. I think his ownership won't be as high as it probably should be just because of Noel's price point on the slate. But if people are going to be going there expecting 24 plus minutes as a lock from Alex Lamb or 22 plus minutes as a lock, you could be disappointed with like a 14 minute game, 12 minute game, depending on how Houston or how quickly they can run him off the court if indeed he does start or get out there. Agonovich is probably my favorite guy from Sacramento. My favorite guy, maybe in this entire game behind Harden, depending on Ben McLemore's starting spot, maybe even behind him. So Bogdanovich just looks good. He's averaging over a fantasy point per minute guy. He's been the second most productive guy in this bubble behind De'Aaron Fox, but he's clearly priced well below that today at $2,500 difference. He's getting 32 minutes lately. That's where I've been projected at today. And a 23.5% usage rate is pretty good for Bogdanovich. And then getting down to Washington, you have the leader on this Washington team in fantasy point production in the bubble being Ishmith. 1.23 fantasy point per minute production, just dropped like 49 fantasy points in the last game. He's just been very good overall. 25% usage, 35% assist rate, and 138 minutes of play in the bubble. I I couldn't believe it, right? He's leading this team in overall point per minute production. Just $5,200 today. Looks fine. Ray Brown just playing like 35 plus minutes every single game. 35 is what I'm projecting him at, and that might be a low number. 1.11 fantasy point per minute production in the bubble. Looks like one of the better value options on the slate today. Both of these Washington guys do. All these Washington guys that I'm talking about look good. Thomas Bryant, $7,400. Oh no, the price point's coming up. Okay, well now you get a matchup against Nerlens Noel and not Steven Adams. So there's a plus for you. You're getting 32 plus minutes a night. There's a lock. I haven't projected for 34 tonight. 
He's been staying out of foul trouble a lot more, which is good. He got a 21.5% rebounding rate and a 1.22 fantasy point per minute production. So it's like a virtual tie with Ish Smith for your fantasy point production leaders on Washington. But Brian has just been consistently dropping 40 plus fantasy points. The price is getting to a point where I don't want to play him anymore. But right now he's still in play. I'd probably rate this team out right now as Troy Brown, Ish Smith, and Thomas Bryant, but I have interest in all three of them. So that's where I'm at right now. Those are the early interests. I'm going to get this video edited, uploaded, and out to all of you. I appreciate you tuning into this one. Please do hit the like button and the big old subscribe button as it pops up on the screen and check out and support the sponsors of today's show. It also goes towards supporting this YouTube channel, which is totally free content. And this is the way that the YouTube channel kind of survives through these sponsors. So I do appreciate all of you and your like and subscribes, of course, and the notification bell, if you could do so, that'd be great. Super draft, you get the 10 free dollars upon deposit. You can also use my projections on Patreon for super draft as well as DraftKings, of course, best plays, values, all that type of stuff, depending on how you want to sort it by. And then monkey knife fight, if you want my Supreme draft guide, or if you just want five free dollars to play, use code Sal NFL. That's S-A-L-N-F-L, no strings attached. You get five free dollars. You don't even have to put anything into your account. You can make a new account if you really want to, if you've already used it. But then also, if you also use that code and then deposit $10, you'll get the $10, of course. You get an extra free ticket. Then you get my draft guide, which is a $30 value. All that stuff is linked up down below if you need to kind of figure it out, sort it out, see what you want to do. But I do appreciate all of you. This content takes a lot of time. So I do appreciate you all tuning in and giving me the positive feedback. So thanks. Appreciate it. And I'll see you all in the next one.